Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, Lindsay and I are back for episode 19 and it's the new year. Yay, happy 2020. Woo, the roaring 20s again. Yeah. Round two. Round dos. Well. There's more than that, but we'll say we're on those. <laughs> um, so this is our first episode of the new year. Um, I hope everyone listened to the last one where we recapped the previous year. But yeah, this is our first one. And uh, we went back to, um, you know, our standard of thriller suspense novel. <laughs> um, and we did another Lisa Jewel this time. Yay! Because, you know, we loved her first one that we read. That was literally when- my favorite book. Then she was Not gone, I think. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one is the family upstairs. And literally, like, Lindsay and I were sitting in the restaurant trying to figure out other shit, like, what to do for the last episode. And we were discussing what to do for January. And, like, we literally both read the description at the same time somehow. And we both were like, how about this one? And then we realized we were talking about the same book. <laughs> so that was a no-brainer. <laughs> it worked out so well. <laughs> um... So yeah, it's The Family Upstairs by Lucy Jewell, and this time we are drinking bread and butter. Um, bread and butter is from Napa Valley. Ooh. <laughs> I literally had to read that. It's my favorite. Yeah, I literally was texting her when I was at the wine store today, and I was like telling her like book names that we could do, like wines that we could do, and... <laughs> As soon as I sent this one, she's like, oh my God, bread and butter. And I was like, is this because you just like the wine or is it because you actually think it's a good title? I mean, both definitely, but it's more on the first part. <laughs> yeah, I knew. But I was like, eh, it works. And it wasn't breaking breaking the bank for me. Yeah, that's true. The other one would have been more expensive. Oh my God, yeah. Um, so this episode, episode 19, is called The Bread and Butter of the Family Upstairs. Um, and yeah, and to figure out, I'll do my side thing of where I always note to figure out what we're reading now, what this book of each month that we're doing, everything is on our, we usually try, we got a little lazy around the holidays. It happens. happens. Um, but, uh, on our Instagram account, boozeandbooks.podcast, um, follow us, like us. DM us for suggestions, comment on things if you need, anything you like. But uh, anything we're currently reading, doing, anything like that, we try and keep that updated as much as we can. Again, don't look at, don't judge us on for the holidays because we got busy doing other things. So, yeah. Anyways, back to this. Um, so, like I said, we're doing Brian Butter uh, from Napa Valley. And the price point on these bottles are um, kind of like mid to chi, like early twenties, like. Okay. Yeah. Um, early twenties. So, I know. Like the low twenties. Low twenties. <laughs> I was like, "What's the f- like?" I couldn't think I of know. it. <laughs> um. So yeah, the low twenties to mid. Uh, I think the cab was about 25 and the Pinot and Chardonnay were less than that. So I think it was like 22, 23. So not too bad. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> so we got three bottles, obviously, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and a cab. And I'll let Lindsay well, take it away with the Chardonnay. Which it's a little biased concern the fact she really likes this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is easily my favorite uh, Chardonnay, hands down. I love it. Um, so sadly, nothing will beat this this year unless something does. But um, yeah, like Kristen said, from Napa. Um, this is a classic California Chardonnay with hints of rich vanilla, toasted oak, and cream. Perfect when enjoyed chilled and with equally pleasurable foods. Um, I definitely taste the cream. I think Chris and I were talking about this one time, actually. Um, but I, it's a very buttery, um, very buttery Chardonnay, which I really, really love. Uh, it's not super dry, but it's definitely not sweet. So I, def I would say it's right in the middle there. Um, bit of a darker color Chardonnay, um, more like a golden, I would say, and it's, oh, you can smell the vanilla quite a bit, yeah. um, but let me, let me have a little sippy. That's honestly my favorite thing is how, like, smooth and buttery it is, like, it's just perfect. That's all I can say, it's a perfect Chardonnay for me. Uh, if you love buttery Chardonnays, I haven't found any other one that tastes this buttery. How many times can I say buttery, 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 buttery? It's so good. It's literally in the title. I know. Well, so not buttery, but butter. How can you go wrong? Um, I, I personally love it. It's for sure my number one Chardonnay. Fair. I'm drinking the Cab right now. We'll do the Pinot later um, in the show. Oops. Um, so the Bread and Butter... Uh, cab says classic California Cabernet Sauvignon um, with hints of rich vanilla, toasted oak, and mocha. Perfect when enjoyed with good food and company. Ooh. So I was smelling mine when she was talking, like Lindsay was talking about hers, and I smelled the vanilla <laughs> for yeah. sure. Like I for sure smell the vanilla. Maybe a little oak, like you smell a little bit of the toasty part, like oh, the yeah. toasted oak. But I smell more of the, my nose is a little plugged right now, but I smell more of the rich vanilla. Depends on, like, how much you're smelling it. I think the more you continue to smell it, you get more of the toasted part. But, uh, it's pretty dark, yeah. actually. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's a deep, deep red. Um, I just tried putting it up to the light, and it shows more of a darker red. Um. Which I guess is standard from some of the more like full bodied rat like cabs. Um, let me just taste it for you guys. I like it. It's one of the lighter cabs that we've had. Um, not the lightest because like those ones suck, but um, <laughs> it's not my favorite cab because like obviously like there's like really expensive cabs and stuff like that. Like Cook and Ladder, which is also an Apple Valley one. Like their cab is like one of my faves. Um, but like for the price point of this, it's definitely like a go-to for me. Yeah. Like I've had it before, and when I bought it, like I texted Lindsay, I was like, "Look what I got!" And then she like, <laughs> went into this whole spiel about like the shard. <laughs> oh yeah, and didn't you buy it for? 
We went out once. Yeah, I think and I we did. We both brought it. I brought the Chardonnay and she brought the cab. Yeah. Which was really funny. We both showed up and people were like, really? Yeah. <laughs> totally on <unplanned>. time. <laughs> Just great minds, apparently, yeah. think alike. Um, I taste a little bit of the vanilla and um, some of the mocha. I smell more of the toasted part, like the toasted oak, but mm. yeah, I can kind of taste the toasted oak, but the mocha and the vanilla I taste more, especially more of the vanilla. I'm not a huge fan of vanilla in a lot of wines, but I actually like, I think is well done in this one. Okay. So, like, I quite enjoy it. Um, definitely recommend it. I would probably do this cab more of a, just kind of like what we're doing, like a chill night of just talking. Not so much a one I'd drink if I was having steak. steak. Some of the other cabs I've had in my life would be that. Yes. That's not so much. Yes. I think it's more of the vanilla part. Uh, that makes sense. Trade. <clears throat> Trazies. <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh. I smell the vanilla on that. I'm not really smelling the vanilla on this too much. Oh, a little bit. Wow, this is smooth. Isn't it? This so is good. very smooth. I've never tried this before. <laughs> you have the toasted oak in yours too? Yeah. Because you know it's this is full. smooth. Yeah, it is very smooth. Ooh, I like this. You're right. It's not super, super light, but it's definitely a lighter cab. Yeah. Um, which I personally like. I don't mm -hmm. like them when they're super, super heavy. Um, and it's not that dry either, mm -mm. which is sometimes... Wow, this is a really good Chardonnay. This is good, too. <laughs> mm. I don't think I've ever said I like true wine. All right, see? This is a good cab, though. Um... This is so smooth. Yeah. What is this? And buttery. See? Told you. I'm mm. a fan. I'll still drink mine more than yours, but that's actually pretty right. good. I do taste the vanilla and like it is very super smooth. Yeah. It's not dry like some of the like Chardonnay. Yes. So yeah. Like I know Chardonnay I think is more known for being dry. Yeah. Like obviously there's ones that won't be. Case this is point. like perfect in my opinion. Like the perfect. Because I like dry Chardonnays over fruity. But this is just like balances out completely well, not, very well. And the thing I think I like about it is because it's not, I hate, I don't really like fruity wines. Yeah. But I also don't like super, super dry wines, uh, which some of them are. Yeah. Um, But like, I just started getting into like more white wines and I mentioned this fucking a lot of times on the show, but like we we're having a Riesling, my family was the other day in the hot tub and like, Holy shit, that was just like delicious. Oh, I don't, Rieslings are too sweet it, for me. It was not sweet at all though. Really? Yeah. Like I didn't think it was sweet. Like, oh. you know, I would yeah. not like it sweet. That's why I was surprised when you said that. And then we had a Cabernet Savion. No. Savion Blanc, sorry. Oh. I was like, wait, what's a white version of this? <laughs> uh, from Chile today. Ooh. And it was actually really like, it was good too. It was like, yeah. it was kind of like, smooth and buttery in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's some really good ones out there, right? people. Same. Gotta explore. I know. 
Sometimes when you look at Crowfoot, I'm like, I don't know if I trust any of these wines. Oh, really? I just find it mm. intimidating when I'm in there because there's so many wines. Yeah. yeah. Like, we order from a Pimian oh, yeah. or whatever it's called. And, like, my dad chooses the white. Or, yeah, he chooses the whites. And, like, it's usually always a really good wine. Oh, nice. And, yeah. like, usually they're not, like, they're expensive if you look at it. But, like, yeah. we're buying cases of six bottles. Oh, yeah. And shit like that, right? So it's like more expensive. Yeah. I'm using quotes, people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously, if you bought like six balls of like yeah. that or something at Costco, oh, yeah. It'd be more expensive too. But yeah, I know, like that is in line with like some of the whites that like my dad buys. Yeah. They're good. Really good. good. I like that. This red. <laughs> It'd probably not pass the parent test. My dad's. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, it is very late for sure. But yeah, no, it's pretty good. Like I said, if you're in your 20s, early 20s to 30s, maybe. I don't know. Um, And you just want to chill red wine. But it's like good. Like, it's not just like a, I have no money and I just want a cheap wine. Like, this is like the perfect host or host gift. I would like. I was actually totally. just going to say that. Yeah, I'm give them. gift. Yeah. Like, going totally. to a birthday, if you're nice <laughs> enough to buy them a gift. I'm not. Housewarming, though. Love you. Actually, I still have not ever given my friends housewarming gifts. But, if I ever did, <laughs> I basically know what to give Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, that's a no-brainer. So, yeah, no, it's, they're all good. Around, like, we'll see what the Pinot tastes like a little later, but... I'd say it's pretty, I'd give this one 3.5 out of 5. This is easily a 5 out of 5 for both for me. I just give mine 3.5 because it's okay. like. You have a different level than I do. Yours is like a 4.5 for me. Even both though, like I very much enjoy both, so. Yeah, this is just a little too light for me for a cab. That's fair. So, that's why I dropped a couple points, but other than that, no. Yours, though, is, like, higher for it's me. It's so good, yeah. It's so good for red. Or, wait. So, let's dive into the book. Woo. So, this is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's the book title of the one we read before? And it's literally at the top of the book. Then she was gone. Oh, gotcha. It's literally in pink writing, I was too. Like, we, uh, what? Um, so, yeah. Let's get into it. Lindsay, what were your thoughts? I really liked it. It was another Lisa Jewel mm-hmm. love her fest for me. Um, I didn't know what to expect, kind of, I guess. Um, but immediately right off the bat, I had a feeling that it was going to be, like, cult-related. Um, just from the way it was being told. Uh, as Finn as a young boy. And the way it kind of mm-hmm. sounded when Birdie and Justin moved in. Um but that doesn't mean it gave anything away because, like, I, I have to say, there wasn't as many, like, oh, my gosh, mo- like, twists where it blew my mind as um, then she was gone. But it kept me guessing, and there was a lot of times where I was just like, okay, wait, now there's this. But I found myself being able to be like, um, like, for instance, wait, I'm trying to think of the thing. Shoot. Uh, I'll think of it later. But there were a couple times where, I, like, for instance, being like, oh, David Thompson is totally going to be, like, this this cult leader who um, 
who is controlling the family. Oh, now it's going to actually be Finn who kills everyone before we knew that. Like, there were times where I just kind of was able to figure these out, but at the same time, it was still, like, mind-blowing that I was like, oh my gosh, this is what's going to happen. So, it was a different kind of suspense for me and a different kind of, like, whoa, I guess, than her other book, but... Um, I just really liked the three different points of the kids. I really liked where the book went. I really liked the mix of going like back to now. Um, I no surprise here. I did another audiobook, so for me, I had three different readers uh, for each mm. of the kids. So um, it was really easy for me to figure out who was talking and what time we were in. Um, they did a really good job of like expressing what was going on, especially between like. Finn and what he was experiencing versus Lucy and what, and her kids too, the different, uh, Stella and Marco. Um, and then with Libby and like dealing with, um, uh, Miller and different people when she was experiencing, um, I, like long story short, I really, really <laughs> liked it. I, I thought it was a really well-written suspenseful thriller that I was like, still like whoa one thing I did like it tied it up really nicely at the end uh so it was just kind of like here's Libby they all sold the house they got this much money they're all living their lives they're going on with their lives um they kind of potentially figured out where Finn is so they're gonna go find him so it was just very like um I just found that it was like a good beginning climax middle and tied up in a bow like i just thought it was like which we haven't had for a couple of our thrillers so i don't think we've ever had that for a thriller yeah it was just like very neatly tied yeah so, yeah what's what your i loved it really i'm actually shocked i thought for i sure actually you were gonna loved be, it i'm shocked i thought for sure you were gonna be like uh no. Okay, so I started reading it yesterday because, you know, I like to put things on to the wire. Um, and I <coughs> basically, I read basically it mainly today. I only read 60 pages yesterday because oh, wow, yeah. that was just when I was working out. So, um, which honestly, people, if you read a book on an elliptical, it's way harder because you're like holding it because I find it easier to hold it. Then try and put it on the thing and try and flip the pages. Because, well, it's because, too, when you're moving, your body is also moving. So, it actually is probably easier for you to, like, follow. But at the same time, like, don't you get, like, like, because if I read in a car, I get motion sickness. Oh, no, no, no. So, I feel like I would get motion sickness. Oh, I read in the car all the time. Oh, I can't. It makes me so sick. I, so like, sick. had some of the best memories of just reading in the car. Like, I can picture exactly what I was reading and what I was listening to. Going up to Edmonton for, like, family shit. Like, all the time. And, like, yeah, no. It's twists and turns, like, really windy roads. That's where I get motion sickness in the car. But the drive to Edmonton's just straight, so. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about, like, just, like, where I would get sick in the car is kind of like that. Um, Because I read a lot when we were in New Zealand on the bus. See, I couldn't do it. I, like, yeah. It's unfortunate. I really wish I could, but I can't. I get really sick. It's one of the things. Yeah. You can tell it's football season. I don't know if you guys can hear my dad. He's fucking yelling, like, his hat off right now. <laughs> Is his team playing? No. Mm-hmm. Our Steelers are out of the playoffs. But uh, he wants Tennessee to win over New England. Yeah, I'm doing I the same football playoff thing. I said that New England was going to win. They'll probably win. But I put Baltimore as beating... No. I put... 
Mm, I put Kansas City as winning over them. I can't remember how the playoff thing went. Yeah, because Baltimore, I think, is going to beat Houston. And the Bears in But I... No, fuck. They, <laughs> they, they totally got out. I, I also did not take them last week. That's funny. Because I do a thing all the time. Anyways, that totally got off track. <laughs> Thing. This is a football podcast. <laughs> oh, I can talk about football. You guys want? Um, right. So, yeah, going on elliptical though, you're like on there holding it, and like you could get those plastic things that they do have the gyms and put your oh, thing on it. Yeah. But since the book was fresh and stuff like that, yeah. it's not as like nicely like laying down. Yeah. Just fucking pain in the ass. That's hard. Because I read when I go to the gym all the time. Good for you. I should, like... But the iPad's sure. a lot easier because you just have to, like, turn the page yeah, in on the iPad yeah, instead like, of, like... I know when I, br- <laughs> when I bring actual books, I'm like, this is going to be way more of a workout because yeah. I sweat way more because you're, like... The elliptical, half of it is your arm movement. Yeah, But you're not true. using oh, your arms. That's true. So it's, like, you're all... But like, you also have to have really good balance. Yeah, I couldn't. That's what I mean. I couldn't do it. Because I've also almost fallen off with you know, my hands on the machine before, so. Don't also laugh really hard on these machines, because that's almost happened multiple times. <laughs> Back to the book. So I actually really liked it. Yeah. So I read it mainly today, and I, like, pretty much with any book, um, sometimes it takes them long, like, each book's always different on how gradual or how fast they, like, captivate your interest. Yeah. So this one... Um, I was interested in yesterday, but the first 60 pages, I was kind of like, okay, like, this is maybe one that I should not read when working out, because you're kind of, like, also focused on other things, aka not falling off the machine, so you're kind of, like, not fully focused, and I was reading it, and I was kind of like, okay, like, there's three different opinions, like, uh, not opinions, um, three different points of view, I need to pay attention, so I was like, holy shit, so... I read it today, and I really liked, like you said, like, the three different points of view. Um, two present, one past. Mm-hmm. Um, I did agree. Like, you gradually were figuring out that it was going to be a cult. Yeah. Following, or trying to be at least a cult. Yeah. Um, when Bernie is up. Like, I instantly did not like how the mom was involving all these people. Yeah. Come in the house. And I knew when she, as soon as he described David. Yeah, His name's David, right? Yeah. Um, as soon as he described David, I was like, okay, so <laughs> that's going to be the guy that's yeah, going to be the cult for leader. Sure. For sure. I knew, like, I knew he was going to be the one that was going to be the okay. issue. Yeah. But I thought his kids were going to be more of an issue, too. Same. And also, I do have to admit, the one thing that did throw me. Yeah. Was, what, um, was. When Sally got out. No, when Lucy was the one who actually. I know. I was going to get that point. That, sorry, sorry, I beat you. <laughs> but I was shocked. I was also shocked, though, the fact that. Um, uh, so, all that shit went down. We'll get more into that those parts of the book. But since we're on this topic right yeah, now, sorry, we'll as well talk about it. Um, I was shocked that he killed. His mom's baby. Yes. But he didn't do the same with Lucy. Oh, I didn't even think of that, honestly. Maybe he was... But, oh, you know how it does end kind of effed up, actually. Now it does. And when you were saying it was the Lenipo, I was like, 
Kinda, but like right. I was thinking that because no, like right. I, sorry, so totally forgot. we'll get more into I think the ending a little later because I think we have to describe the like the whole other yes. like we'll not dive into more of the other shit, but yeah. like um like let's forget about Libby for right now. Like let's talk about the fucking past and all like yeah, that like shit. Cause that's more down. that's more of the bulk of it. It is, yeah. Because like Libby is just kind of like the side piece. She the actual, is. Like, she's shit. the baby, and she's just like this is. She's the reason it's all coming together. I guess. Yeah. Well, that they all came together yeah. in the end. Yeah. I'm a little shocked. So like, I don't know. Like it kind of like just shows you like how easy. I guess cults conform. Yeah, like it could be, and like also, how the fuck does like a lady that was a previous socialite, and I'm saying yeah. this with quotes around it, ends up inviting two people from a folk band or whatever yeah. they were into her home, and they fucking don't leave, and then after your husband has a stroke, you guys all of a sudden like invite some random yeah. other couple and their two kids. And they have no intention of leaving. I guess it just shows you Like, that. how the fuck do you... Th- how does that happen? Like, when I invite people over to stay, I expect you to fucking leave. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, it, it depends on the person, right? Like, if you're unhappy with your life and you're unhappy with yeah. how it is, like, you could have all the money in the world, you could, like, have what seems like a great life, but you could tell she was just not happy and she just, like, found her happiness in being able to give away all of her stuff. Give away, aka make money for David, but... Like, just live a more simple life. And she thought this was her, like, that's how, I guess, how cults are started. Is like, there's one person telling you this is the way to enlightenment. This is the way you should live your life. And then other people are like, yeah, that sounds great. And they're really convincing. And then they're just manipulating you, essentially. I know, which is a sad part. Because it's like, (laughs) if someone really wants that, then they should have it. Oh, 100%. They should just not have a controlling bastard who's probably not doing anything that he's fucking preaching, which this David guy apparently was doing everything that he was not preaching. Yeah. On um, behind closed doors. And, like, these people don't get that yeah. for most likely. Um, and, like, all that shit. And, like, if she really wanted that, why is she forcing her family to also do that? Right. That's why I also don't like about these cults. Because usually... If one person wants it, like, unless both parents are just fucking crazy and want that, because, like, unfortunately, okay, yeah. people, if you're listening and you're in a cult, I'm sorry, you're, you're probably, to me, a little bit on the crazier side. But, that's my opinion. <laughs> Other people might not. And I highly doubt people. Like, probably don't know they're in a cult, so. And they probably know this in our podcast. <laughs> and don't at me, I don't know. Sorry. Um, but... I don't know. I didn't appreciate that the mom was dragging everyone in her family yeah. into the situation I mean, just because she wasn't happy, but she probably wasn't going to leave them, so she didn't. So she dragged them in. Yeah, and, but like, I'm choosing to assume positive intent, and I think she just like was just thought this was like the way to all their happiness, and she, yeah, she had. Uh, I think she was delusional as fuck. Well, and maybe. But her husband. Well, more so after David came in, I think she was delusional. Yeah, but at the same time, like her husband had a stroke. She has two kids. She wasn't happy in her life. David's showing her what she thinks is the key to happiness, and like allowing her to live a life that she thought she wanted. And her kids, like she just wants what's best for them, and she thinks this is really like, like. 
I guess you could call it delusional, but if you if you fully believe in something, mm-hmm. you just you believe that it's great and it's good and you want everyone around you to experience that and be great and good and have that same like feeling. So of course you're going to want that for your kids who you love most. And then your husband is kind of like, I don't want to say catatonic, but he really is like not able to do a lot since his stroke. So she wants the best for him and she's only trying to give him this quality, the best quality of life that he can. Um, and beyond that, like, I think she honestly felt like she was doing good. But, I mean, in the end, like, she was manip- like she was manipulated by David, who knew darn right he was not doing anything good. Yeah. And, and she- like, Henry had a point. Why don't we sell this big fucking 12-bedroom yes. yes. house, get rid of all these pe- people yeah. that are interfering in our lives... Babe, yeah. like that, he didn't say that, but like you knew he's mean that, and like move into like an apartment 100%. or whatever, and then that way you have less stuff, mom, and you have like all this yeah. like freedom, and then you can be a better person. Yet we still have money, and we're not yeah. living like this life because, like you mentioned earlier, she. So <laughs> I really want, like, I was trying to remember the description of first of how Bertie was like described because the fact that Finn called her pig <laughs> like a pig person and then called his dad um like fucker. a pig fucker or like a pig kisser and shit like that oh, like did he say pig kisser? <laughs> I can't remember it was something oh, like that right. like it was like it was. <laughs> it was like I think it was a pig kisser because yeah. uh they hadn't fucked yet it was yeah. because uh Henry oh, yeah, saw them kissing kiss, yeah. Um, but, like, all this stuff, and, like, then somehow he finds this person that from, in, what I'm picturing in my mind, Bertie, out of the three females in the entire household, because there's Sally, who's Finn, and, like, David's wife, um, Martina, I think. Yeah, that's her name, there we go. Uh, Martina, which is Henry's mom, and then Bertie, who's this crazy nut, um, the three of them, and somehow he leaves his wife and doesn't do anything with Martina at this point, and hooks up with Bertie and makes, fluffs her up to make him her, his, like, mate in a way, mm-hmm. kicks, Sally leaves, cause she's got a sane mind and leaves, in my head she's sane, yeah. and leaves, and, uh, yeah, Bertie becomes the totalitarian person with him. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? And then, like, him and Finn just literally hearing the shit that happened between the two of them is, like, crazy. Oh, oh my gosh, right? I thought the dad was actually going to murder David. Or, David was going to murder Finn. That's what I was thinking might have happened. Yeah, that was, like... But, like, really, the... Psycho sociopath throughout all this was David, and he just like had this narcissistic complex where he just thought, I can control everyone, I can be charismatic, I can do whatever yeah. I want, this is what I'm gonna do. He's a con man, like, he's honestly the villain of this whole story. Oh, he is. And I have to say, like, I when Libby found clemency, yeah, um, or it was yeah. clemency, yeah, okay, um, found her later in the book, like, the like, what, three quarters through, roughly? Yeah. Um, 
And she mentioned that Henry was like an evil yeah. person or has an evil soul or something like that. Yeah. It was evil something. I was like, prior to reading that, I was like, well, obviously we were reading the book and like his point of view on things. And like, okay, I can see that he was kind of driven. Like, I don't think he would have done anything and maybe he would have had the obsession issue yeah and maybe that he has um but i don't think he would have gone the evil side of things if it weren't for it if it wasn't for the entire situation yeah. his mom and technically david. put them in yeah cuz she was the one who invited everyone but like and david and how like they let david end up being in control of everything yeah. So, like, I don't think it would have gone to that point. Agreed. I think he still would have, I think it was underlying issue with the, at least with the obsession and maybe stalker thing. I don't yeah. think he's a stalker, but I think he, it's underlining, I think, somewhere in his body. Yes. I think he just, like. He gets infatuated really yeah. easily. Yeah. Oh, on yeah. certain things. Yeah. And, like, I think, you're, but you're right. I think, like, all of this obviously had a negative effect on his psyche. And he just, like, became the way he was because of it all. I don't, I agree, though. I think, like, loved his family. He loved um, their life. And then it got torn away from him. And he had to, like, be subdued and live under David for, like, a long time. And he just watched, like, his dad, who had a stroke, kind of just wither away his mom like just become nothing and get pregnant by another person like that would f anyone up i think and then um in his mind he just was like this is the only way our life can be like he was a kid he was a yeah. kid doesn't know better and he's then, like yeah 16 or something 15 or 16 yeah. or something but like even that. then like i the decisions i made in the, when i was that age were not smart at all well, so, yeah your brain's not developed at all. So it's just like if you're experiencing this, you're not even like socializing with other people. This is your new normal. Um, like, I don't think he himself was inherently bad or evil. I think he is a product of what he ended up having to go through. Oh, yeah. For 100%. Like, yeah. I think there's some things that might have been underlying to begin with. Because, like, the thing with Finn yeah. started before anything really too crazy crazy yeah, happened yeah. but um like his ob somewhat obsession with finn yeah kind of started and like clearly like they never she never fully came out and like technically <laughs> or henry never fully i guess in the sense of the word came out to yes, anyone correct. he just kind of like it was like that underlying thing that you're just like she hinted at yeah. And then obviously like near the end where he was kind of talking about his life and what he did since leaving the house and yeah. everything spoke to the fact that like he is gay, which yeah. is obviously like, well, we actually still don't know. He might like women too. Never, yeah. He never actually to be said honest, anything. He seems like he lives, lives more maybe like a gay lifestyle, which is like fine, whatever. Like, but it was kind of like interesting because like she never really... She hinted at it throughout the entire book yeah. kind of thing. And her, because you're kind of like, is he obsessed with him? Like sexually? Is he not? When they're yeah, tripping. Yeah, it was a little like, oh, is he just like 
wants to be him? Like, what kind of infatuation yeah. is this? And then you kind of were like, whoa, this is like, he fully is infatuated with this person. And then you're yeah. like, is it a person thing? Or is it like, he's just coming into his own, right? So yeah, he, like, he likes him and he wants to be him. Yeah. Especially when they were like high on acid. Yeah. And, or LSD. And he was like, they, when he held his hand, like Finn's hand, he felt like they became one yeah. person. Yeah. And shit like that. Kind of foreshadowing there. I was kind of like, I was like, are you liking him? Or do you want to be him? Yeah. So. That's fair. Even though he did ask if he could kiss him, I was kind of like, I. I took more of the other thing in the factor. Yeah. But the kissing thing kind of, like, I guess corresponds to, like, the other shit he said later in the book. Yeah. But, like, um, who is sleeping with and shit like that. But, like, I guess we'll never really fully know exactly where she was hitting the nail on that one. That's true, yeah. Because, yeah, like, it could have just been, like, he, Finn, like, he might be getting, like, his life, but like with Finn specifically, we don't know if it's yeah, that's true. Fatuation of wanting to be him because it sounded like he. They were saying that he might have changed his appearance to kind of fit Finn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it it'll be interesting because like I could totally see her writing another book somewhat off this. Maybe. But like I feel like she kind of like set it into like stone that it was not. But like at the same time, I was like, I feel like he could kind of like make a little novella after this. Like about yeah. like seeing finding Phil and like figuring that shit out. Did I say Phil? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of Phil when I was saying it. Who's Phil? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like thinking of Phil and I said it. <laughs> it's quite close. Phil. Um. When I when I first started his name Phineas. Yeah. I was like thinking of Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I Disney show. Yeah. I haven't seen that show in fucking forever, but someone was talking to me about it on Friday. And she, I was, like, kind of looking at her. I was like, do you still watch that show? Because, like, I haven't seen it in, like, fucking years. Slash <laughs> <laughs> so is also a kid show. She's like, the platypus, I swear, it was, like, smarter than all the human peas put together. Oh, my God. And I was like, okay, I think you still watch this. This is fine. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but, you know. I don't know. I... I like the back and forth and like, I don't know. I thought as much as Lucy was talking about her life now, I thought you kind of wonder what Henry's life would have been if he went with Justin. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Because like he really, I thought it was interesting how Justin was like, Come with me, even yeah. though he never really liked Justin, but I think he started appreciating Justin in a little bit. Long comparison. Um, comparison to most of the adults that were living in the house, aka all of them, except for his dad, who was not really like fully anything yeah. at that point. But um, uh, I think he would have technically gone out, but then like he would have left his sister and Finn, which he was super infatuated with. But like, yeah. it's kind of funny. In a way, because, like, the girls, Clemency and Lucy, come more to play near the end of the mm-hmm. book. But all you really hear about them in the beginning, in his opinion, yeah, or in his part, is them mentioned every once in a while. Yeah. And them kind of together or whatever. 
But you kind of had to point out the fact that when he described his sister when she turned 13. Yeah. And how he described her body and all that shit. That someone that shouldn't be having sex with her was going to have sex with her. Yeah. And lo and behold, she had sex with David. Finn wasn't that bad. Like, her having sex with Finn was one thing. They were, like, almost the same age. Because, like, they were, like, a couple years apart. And they were living in the same house, like, what you expect. But, um, like, that wasn't weird. But it was, like, the fact that she was 14. And she slept with a guy that was, like, 41. Yeah, that which was is fucked up. That was the fucked up part. Yeah. And I was, like, I in my head, I was, like, when Henry was saying, I was, like, either... She's going to have sex with you, like Henry, or she's going to have sex with, like, David. Thank God it was David, because at least it wasn't incest. But, you know. Yeah. It was so fucked up. It was so good. And, yeah, it's interesting that he never tried, attempted to poison slash kill his sister's baby, but he did for his mom. Yeah, that's an interesting, like, why not... And it was actually pretty clever on him to realize the the main reason why David wanted his mom to get pregnant or one of the females in his family to get pregnant um, was to get um, title of the house. Oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. Of David. Yeah. And, like, I have to... Sorry, I'm just, like, rethinking about all the, all the things that went down. It has to be for sure the one... Thing I didn't see coming was Finn being Lucy's or Libby's dad. Oh yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. At all, I was like, "Wait, what?" So that was a little like that was totally one that got me. Like you could kind of see things happening as they were unfolding and like all this shit, but and there wasn't like it wasn't like a normal thriller where you hit like you climb up this huge like steep mountain and then you like just fall off the end right <laughs> at the yeah. climax yeah. right it was like a normal like hill yeah. where you like climb up and they're, they're really like i couldn't i can't really think right now exactly where the climax fully is in this story yeah but like it's there and if i really thought about it I probably could come up with it but um it's <sighs> she definitely left Kept you guessing throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And even at the very, very end, I'm like, is something else going to happen? They can't just be this happy. It couldn't just be that easy. Right? So, I was kind of like... And, like, the whole thing with... Henry mentioning about Finn and him wanting to go to Africa with Libby and her boyfriend... I was kind of intrigued. Interesting, I guess. Well, he said he was like, he was just gone the next morning when Clement, or when, who took him? Lucy took him to Dr. Broughton's, but. Yeah, when they were in Paris. I do have to say when Lucy told Michael and Marco, like, well, I came over here with um, my aunt who was a fiddler. I thought they were mean Birdie at first. Oh, yeah, because she was a fiddler. Yeah, yeah. that's how she learned, because yeah. the girls learned how to do it. Yeah. So I was kind of, like, convinced it was that. Yeah. But I also have to say that out of the four kids, 
they literally committed, like, Finn didn't really do anything, but theoretically, three of them committed murder. Yeah. Like, technically, a huge homicide. But they didn't know. Like, like four people yeah. died. Yeah. And, like, yeah, they didn't mean to. Well, Birdie, they kind of meant to in a way. Well, the girls didn't have her anything. Just wanted her to shut up and, like, freaked out. Yeah. But... Technically, they did commit homicide. Like, four people died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they... Well, the girls didn't know that he staged it, but they staged it. Oh, anyway. yeah. Yeah. Like... Which is so crazy. It's crazy. And then... What they did. And then I think it's f- interesting that Finn kind of just, like, let Henry kiss him. I think he was just kind of like, oh, but I might die. Also, like, yeah, delusional, I guess, so... I know. I saw it was so interesting throughout all this. Yeah, I loved it. Did it again, guys. I actually comparing the two books, like the other one, I think it was more boring in the sense of how it was going. Oh gosh, compared to this one, no, I disagree. But like, it had more. But it had more. Oh shit! Like moments. Yeah. Especially at the end, the ending for that one was my more intense. This was like so like. You're right. Your focus throughout yeah. all of it, you're like, what the fuck's going on? Whereas, like, her other one, and she was gone, you're kind of like, I can't fully, fully remember everything, but I just kind of remember it was kind of like, okay, and then it kind of got a little bit boring, and then it, like, picks up at the end, like, hardcore. Yeah. And then you're like, what the fuck's going on? And then you're, like, really interested. Or is this, you're pretty much interested in, like, the whole thing, kind of going, like, so what's going on? Yeah. What's going on in 1988? For, like, what, four or five years, this house? Yeah. Like, 88 to, like, 94? No, not 92? Oh, 94. Maybe. Oh, yeah, you're right, 94. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's sick. No. 88. That's six years. Yeah, that's six years. Oh, 88, yeah. Yeah, six that's years. Crazy. Oh, it's really good. Six years they were dealing with this. Yeah, that's insane. I would die. Technically, David and them weren't there for all six years, but... But still. And I can't believe that, like... I don't know. The whole thing between Birdie, David, Lucy, and her mom. Yeah. That entire thing's so fucked up. And the fact that (coughs) David got her, like, Martina pregnant... Henry killed the baby, but then all of a sudden, Lucy gets pregnant, and it's kind of like, how the fuck did she get pregnant? But then you can kind of see that she might have the personality that, which, oh, like, not personality, like, just someone that has a potential, and we all do. Not all, but some do have the potential to have a person that's charismatic come and, like, fully turn them around to make them thinking that they love them because case in point her husband Michael was a charismatic guy that made her think that he loved her and then he started beating her oh yeah that's so true right yeah so she's already let two guys do that to her yeah that's true David and convinced like I don't know how he convinced her to have sex with him after he made her feel special right and you like make you like you're young you don't know and then you're like this is normal i'm been chosen i'm special i know 
which it's 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 sad because it's like her mom didn't kind of protect her from yeah. that because her mom was kind of like in grief. Yeah. Slash, she also was in the same place. Yeah. Right. It was all an unfortunate. And the situation. dad couldn't do anything, and then Henry didn't even know there was anything going on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of unfortunate, but. That was kind of interesting because it's like, why would David have condoms in the room? Because he's. Why not? I don't know. Well, because he wanted kids, right? I guess. So I didn't get that. I don't know. And if Bernie couldn't have kids, I just. I'm thinking of this. When I read it earlier, I was like, weird, but okay, whatever. But now thinking about now, it's kind of weird. He only wanted a kid to secure the home, though. But Bernie said she couldn't have a kid. Yeah, but. Like, he's a pretty messed up guy. I feel like he also just wanted to, like, do his thing and maybe not have, like, 20 kids, but... I don't... To be honest, I have no clue. (laughs) Good call. Thanks to Jewel, we have questions. Because that is... weird. (laughs) Now I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. That's, That's seriously really weird that you, like, let that... So there's only like technically clemency, Lucy, Martina, and Bertie that you could have sex with in that house yeah. that could have kids. Yeah. And if Bertie's out, then that's three. He had sex with two of them. One both produced kids uh for him, but one wasn't even his. Oh yeah. It was his son. Interesting. What a messed up when you say actually break it down that way, you're like, this is pretty messed up. Was it a good book? I liked it. I loved it. But I'm bringing it down hardcore in my brain right now. Yeah. And he like hoarded all the shit in their room. Oh my god. I can't. And like did they like sleep upstairs in like the servant room or did they like sleep somewhere else? Because I know Bertie originally slept in like the servant quarters. But did the Thompsons also start up there and then they moved down? I need to map this house. I need, like, structured in this. Yeah, I'm not that committed right now. And then Birdie, I thought it was kind of funny that Birdie literally was in the house the entire time. The cops didn't find You're him. You're right. And, like, he literally just broke down her body. Yeah, at the end. That was weird. I would have just That's left her. Missed. Yeah. She would have ended up dwindling to nothing. Yeah. Well, she was bones at that point. Well, I'm like, it was 25 years after all that, too. Yeah. I also thought it was funny that they kept calling uh, Serenity the baby. Yeah. Oh, 25. also, I thought it was funny. So, I thought it was interesting because when Lucy was in the house and that's when Henry first was there and she's like... They kind of were blaming each other for leaving the baby and, oh, like, yeah. doing whatever with yeah. the baby. And then, like, comes out later that, like, Lucy took Phil to get help. Yeah. Fuck, why do I keep saying Phil? Yeah. Every time, even when I'm, like, consciously, like, saying Finn, I think of Phil. <laughs> and when Finn, I think it's because the pH throws yeah. me off because I'm thinking of how it's spelled. Anyways, um, when Finn, no, when Lucy takes Finn, she's, like, she, I think in her head she's, like, okay, my brother can stay with the baby. I need to get Finn yeah. to, like, a doctor because yeah. oh, he's yeah. about to die. So she takes him, 
I'm kind of intrigued to see what he actually had. Maybe it's just super malnourished, like malnourished, nutrition, whatever it's called. Um, that was making him that way. Wait, did you read the last chapter? Yeah, I didn't say what it was. Yeah, it was. He was poisoning him. Finn was poisoning. Or sorry, um, Henry was poisoning Finn. Why did I miss that? It's like a big portion of the last chapter. I also chapter. was totally watching the hockey game today. Oh, he, uh, yeah, so for AK, anyone listening, Canada beat Finland. Thank you. Okay, so go. <laughs> Henry was poisoning Finn because he wouldn't love him back. So he wanted, to, like, he, in his words, he wanted to diminish his light. And he was like, anytime, like, Finn slowly got weaker, he would feel stronger. Damn, I missed wanna, a huge yeah, part. He didn't want to kill him. He just wanted to really, like, make him suffer. So the whole reason was because of Henry. Okay, that's besides the point right now. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it's actually the huge point. Um, so she took him to the doctor to figure it out. Yeah. And I really need to re- read that part because, damn, I missed that entire thing. Um... But, like, she takes him to the doctor. He's like, no, you can't leave until I check you yeah. out. And is like, dude, like, I have a baby. Like, I should go get the baby. But can you imagine her having the baby and, like, how, like, that would have happened for her? But then she wouldn't have the two kids that she has now. So, yeah. and then I think it kind of worked out for her. But then she probably wouldn't have let Michael into her life. Yeah. But she but, loves Marco because of Michael. So, I mean... Like, she wouldn't have Marco without yeah. Michael, and she... Wouldn't have Stella without her dad, yeah. whoever he is. But it was kind of interesting, because it's like, if she was allowed to go get back to have her, like, get her baby... Yeah. Before all that shit happened, then who knows where they would have all ended up. And that's up. the thing, though. She probably wouldn't have been able to get away, because that's a baby. Like, how are you going to take a baby anywhere? Well... Like they said, Dr. Burchard or whatever his name is. Ron. Ron. Um, he had connections. Like, he, like, yeah. it sounded like he, honestly, when they're, like, she was saying that he had, like, all these people in his pocket. I was like, is he, like, a crime, like, kind doctor? Of, I think Like so. a mob doctor? Well, she was saying, like, he helped, like, people who had, were either really rich or, like, she made it seem like, yeah, that's the, Yeah. So I was like, like it sounds like he's like literally like a mob yeah. doctor right now. Yeah. Especially with the amount of connections. Yeah. Says so like I don't think concierge doctors like know that many people. Yeah. What's a concierge doctor? Someone that would come to your house. Oh okay. <laughs> I was like, what's a concierge like doctor? They're expensive. Like really fucking rich people have them. Oh okay. Some of my parents in the states have. Some of my parents' friends in the states. Oh my god, really? Have concierge doctors. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Or they like have small practices and they only call. see like yeah. Yeah. All the time. They're very like Jesus. It's concierge. Like yeah. have you ever seen Royal Pains? No. Okay. It's, he technically I think is kinda of like a concierge doctor. Oh. If you got a lot of money you can have one. That's cool. Yeah. So they're American too, most of the friends yeah. have it, so that's a totally different thing. Yeah, that's, I was thinking that's what he was at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And then when she said that, I was like, oh, sounds like he's something criminal. Fair, fair. But, yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I like the book. Me too. 
10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. For sure. Minus 5 out of 5. Book is 10 out of 10. I think we did. I think we for sure hit the... Jackpot. And I think the fact that we both read the description and we fucking like yeah. it, like, we I loved it. I didn't think you'd like it, though. After reading it, I was like, Chris is not going to like it. Really? I loved it. I didn't it. think you would. So, that's a plus. I know. And didn't you think I would have loved the turn of the key? I think that's why I thought you wouldn't like this one. Let's see. The turn of the key is just boring. This one's fucking that interesting. Oh, my God. This one's got meat to it. So did turn of the key. No, I had like Still, scrapes on that. I don't know. This one's got like decent amount of fatty meat around this is it. A and new year, like, what the so fuck? I can't compare them because they're different years. But that's true. Last year, Turn of the Key was my favorite book. The year before, then she was gone. This year, thus far, it's only month one. It's this one. I'm trying to think if I've read any other books. Well, I have, but I'm rereading this what like this series from my heart, so I can't oh. include that okay. into it. So yeah, I guess right now this is my favorite book of 2020. Woo. So coming out strong, we are. We're coming on strong into 2020. So yeah. Well, I think I have nothing else to say about this book. Okay. Unless we want to really dive into the condom thing a little bit more. No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't think we'll come to a consensus. No, we're probably not. Um, should we try the wine? Oh shit! She's just like ready to be done. I was like staring at the stars. So my friend at work, one of my uh, coworkers, she got me a huge wine glass. Like I'll show Lindsay later, but um, I had a stopper at the top, and it's like a huge fucking snowflake. It's beautiful, and I'm in. I'm in love with it. Love Honestly, it like, I saw it at work, and, like, she gave me the present at work, and I literally looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God, I love it. I was like, it's also a weapon. Yeah, it's pretty sharp. So. It's really pretty. I love it. Everyone at work kind of, like, it's kept jealous. away from me after that, and also was jealous because it's so fucking gorgeous. See? So, it's a Pinot Noir. Wait, before we start, I want to give some local love. Okay. While Kristen pours the wine. Okay. Um, so... I uh, want to shout out my friends at Food Parents. Follow them on Instagram. They um, are super awesome duo who run this Instagram account out of Calgary. Um, they're, uh, the Instagram account is around local food, not local food even. Um, some some places on their trip to Hawaii and, and throughout Canada. Um but they give reviews on local eateries, food they've tried, uh, different meals. And um, first of all, their pictures make me so hungry all the time. So I just want to give them a shout out. Um, follow them. Uh, it's at Food Parents on Instagram. And you too will be dro- drooling very soon. Uh, but just wanted to uh, give some local love to those folks in YYC. Uh, sorry. Anyway, let's try the wine. Yes. I literally just looked them up just right now. Up. And I started thought, oh my god, that looks so good. See? Already. Already. Oh my god, pizza. It's some food to go with your booze and your books. Yeah. Oh my god. I haven't eaten yet, so this is I know, it's not the greatest thing. Don't look at their Instagram account unless you've eaten recently. Or you're going to want to eat everything, trust me. There's been times where I've seen what they're eating and I 
get insane cravings for that, and I have to have it right then and there. So this Dapper okay. Donuts, we need to go. It's in the mall. I don't know what that is. At Market Mall. What? It's they're really cute and little, and they have like all these like different toppings. I'll come visit you, and we're gonna go. They're really good. Yes, ten out of ten. Or next time we do this, you just bring. Yeah, them. actually, that's such a good idea. I'm totally gonna do that next time. Done. I'll bring the donuts. Oh my god, that looks so good. Stop it! You're making me hungry. Okay, let's try the wine. I can't. Okay, Thanks, I need parents. Okay, follow them on Insta. Holy shit, that's a lot. Okay, I need to figure out where that is because that linguine look or fettuccine look fucking delicious, and it's got sharp in it. Okay, again, it's prone. I know. Okay, wow, I got so sidetracked. So yeah, <laughs> follow them. They look super good. I just started following them, so yeah. Yay! Good parents. Um, cool. So <laughs> next we'll go from food to wine. Uh, bread and butter. This is the Pinot Noir. Yes. Okay. This is the Pinot Noir. Um, I used it. absolutely fucking despise <clears throat> Pinot Noirs. Why? Cause I thought they were watered down red wine. Mm. I actually only started really liking some of the Pinot Noirs right before I went to New Zealand last year. It's really good. And, uh, Ooh. in New Zealand they actually have really good Pinot Noirs. So I'm very nervous about trying Pinot Noirs that um basically just in general I'm just nervous I'm gonna find one that I hate and then I'm just gonna like no. hate all of them yeah. all so okay so this one's actually pretty good or actually I haven't tried it yet but this sounds pretty good um so it's classically styled Pinot Noir grown in California and crafted to be enjoyed with good food and food, uh, good company so okay we didn't get like as much as we usually get let me guess there's vanilla in it it doesn't say that. Oh. It literally <laughs> just says that. It actually smells like cherry too. I'm pretty sure. Not. I'm assuming it probably doesn't have everything the same. But it is a lot lighter color. It is like very, I can see it's very through. light and smooth for sure. It's yeah, it's a very light red. Very, very light. light. Um it's Do very I smell sweet. cherry? See, right? I do too. Um That's like the first thing I smelled. It's yeah, you can taste the vanilla in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's very light. Super very light. light. I actually really like it. I do too. Like. I think I like it more than the cab. Just because of how light it is. It's probably yeah. just the mood I'm in right now though. Um, yeah. That's fair. It's not super sweet either. Which is even better. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't. When it. Like. If anyone ever listens to us. We definitely do not like sweet wines. Yes. <laughs> yes it's oh god. It's the sweet wine. It's really good. I would for sure drink that. I really like it. Well, good, because we have a ball of it. Yay! Um, but yeah, no, this was delicious. I'm going to put my wine stopper back in, because it's so pretty. It's also super, really, like, heavy. It's huge. So, like, it's... It's cool, though. I'm going to, like, Instagram it right now. Right now, guys. Just so you guys have it. Live and Instagramming. Once I put it over to Booze and Books. What? I was on my own personal one. Oh. Anywho. Um, like... This is a really great overall episode. We had great book. We had great booze. Uh, talked about great local Instagram accounts. Um, I don't even know. I think January is shaping up to be the best month yet for this year. Uh, I agree. And 2020 is looking fab too. So We'll see what we choose for the next month because decided, sorry. we have not looked at that. We are ahead of the game last month because we actually... <laughs> Had a very productive meeting yes, <laughs> on that did. one. 
Um, but we will figure out next month and we will post it on our Instagram page, which is boozeandbooks.podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on our personal Instagram accounts, which is lind.said. So um, I think I might have pronounced that in a way. So L-I-N-D.S-A-I-D. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then mine's kristen.shu. So K-R-I-S-T-E-N dot S-H-E-W. Um, and you can also email or well, email, email at boozeandbooks at gmail.com. Uh, it's triple O's though. So B-O-O-O-Z-E and D-B-O-O-O-K-S at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear how everyone's Christmas and New Year's was, um, holidays in general. What book you liked from last year. Yes. What do you think of our review episode? Um, really want to hear how um, how your thoughts of the year matched up with what our review was like. And then, of course, please give us some... Um, oh my God, what am I trying to say? Tracy, please give us some recommendations uh, and possible... Um, wines to drink uh for february yes do it because we're all about the wine especially when you hear our book selection and you can think of like a really good wine that is that goes with the title that is probably a wine that we can get in calgary let us know yeah it just has to be something that is most likely going to be sold everywhere and not just certain places exactly um but otherwise like yeah we are down to feature it. Have everything in it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. We had fun talking about this book because I don't. This is the most lively like ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.